the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Robert Black. Me. Bull market looks safe for now. Lay down the fog or turn off the foghorn. You're not going to run into land. It's not going to be a crash. Bull market looks safe for now. Kind of statistically. Statistically. The weight of evidence suggests we're in a nasty, anxious correction rather than a prolonged downturn of 20% or more. Before the month of February, the month of love, a drop of 10% from an all-time high in less than two weeks hadn't happened since 1928. That's a long time. So let me repeat that. A drop of 10% from the all-time high in less than two weeks hadn't happened since 1928. I would refer to that now, ladies and gentlemen, as a nasty, anxious correction. Uh, Bear markets outside of recessions are not common. So if you think we're heading towards a recession, or if you think the market's saying we're headed towards a recession sooner rather than later, typically that's going to be a tough sell. But there's an X factor right now. The volatility trade unwind. And some people suggest it could be months before the volatility sets settles back down and we get bored. Every bear market starts with a correction because to go down 20%, you've got to start by going down 10%. But fewer than half of all corrections deepen into bear markets. Now that the U.S. stock market has shed one-tenth of its value in two weeks, that's a pretty sharp correction. The fate of the downward break in prices as investors in suspense. What's going to go next? What's going to happen next? The answer is unknowable. Sadly, people pay most attention to me when there's down markets. It also might mean a quick return to the record index highs because it was so fast. Market highs was January 26th. We're not that far from that. So what exactly happened? We have a pretty good idea. January was winding down. It was a great month. There was a bounty of good economic news. There was a a pirate booty of good economic news. Tax cut enthusiasm, rising profit forecasts, belated public embrace of stocks left behind that stretched the upside. Quite simply, stocks were expensive and people owned enough of them. And then January gave us that break. The first ripple lower coincided with gathering storylines about inflation. Little wage inflation here, little wage inflation there. Rising rates, oil prices moving higher, economic overheating from financial fiscal lagrasse, hitting a fully employed economy. Outgoing Federal Reserve Chairman Janet Yellen passing Janet Yellen passing the torch. A lot of people did like let's wait and see. Before this month a drop of ten percent from an all time high in less than two weeks had not happened since nineteen twenty eight. And if you look at that you go, whoa, 
that's a pretty sudden market break. You got to go back to 1955, 1980, 1986 to see something even close. Now, what happened in 1997, 1998? I'll, I'll be the first one to admit that the market has its fair share of drama. So it's pretty clear this morning that the market was going to go higher. Dow futures were pretty aggressive. There was a bullish bias having been closed on Friday with a big up market. Now, at one point on Friday, things weren't looking so good. The S&P 500 was down as much as 1.9%, a loss that left it slightly below a key technical support of its 200-day simple moving average. And then it rallied. So buying conviction rallied big time. And when you test a 50-day moving average and you bounce off of it, it's a bullish sign. The yield on the 10-year Treasury is the story of 2018 so far. Will it be the story of the year? I don't know. There's still a long way to go. Um, What do we see right now? Crude oil around 60 um, silver, gold, gold's 1324. That's a little higher than I'd like to see it. 10-year treasury at 2.86, 2.86. I think we're going to see the 10-year treasury kind of like work around here for a while before it moves higher. But I do think we go to 3% this year. I don't think that's a bold statement in any way, shape, or form. And I think the markets won't like that. We got two things. As the year goes on, interest rates move slightly higher. And as the year moves on, we got Congress and midterm elections. There's a good bit of undermining last week in Washington as Congress passed a two-year budget agreement that lifted the spending caps on defense and non-defense spending by approximately $300 billion. Today, Trump says he wants an extra $1.5 trillion infrastructure plan, with reports suggesting it'll include a $200 bill, billion contribution in federal spending. I personally... As I've grown older and started to understand a little bit about my own world, I would prefer infrastructure to come from local cities and state levels, because I think every state is so crazy different, and you have every state having crazy different congressmen, and if you're going to pass a big bill, you're going to get compromises in it that just drive me crazy. The mighty state of Washington wants to get $40 million to be appropriated for research into arrowheads, and you're like, oh no, why is that being thrown in this bill? I thought we were going to build roads and bridges and and airports. So Congress is out there talking big. Does it have anywhere to go, or is it the health care plan where it kind of died? So a lot going on, a lot going on. There's reports this morning touching the notion that the Bank of England is laying the groundwork for rate hikes this year and that the European Central Bank may need to follow suit due to inflation. Uh, A lot of people think our Federal Reserve is making a mistake by raising interest rates and stop buying back their own um, debt. They used printed money to buy bonds, and then as the bonds come due, they're just letting them go. Let them go. Let them go. Let them be one with the snow. Um, And I'm good with that. Qualcomm and Broadcom are in the news. They're going to meet on Valentine's Day. How sweet. Hey, Broadcom, you bring the champagne. Hey, Qualcomm, you bring the chocolates. Will they or will they not merge? They're behind closed doors. 
Broadcom makes a move on Qualcomm. Qualcomm says no. Broadcom ups the offer. I will love you forever and give you more money. And so far, Qualcomm has said no. No. But in a very Pepe Le Pew fashion, Broadcom kisses Qualcomm's arm. All the way from the fingers to his shoulders. Outrageous accent, you silly king. With that said, that would be a big, 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 big tech acquisition. I can't see how the government would let that happen, but it's a lot of money. And you know, Qualcomm thinks they have upside on their fundamentals, but they definitely have upside if they take the deal from Broadcom. Mergers and acquisitions. Big event coming up in San Mateo. Foster City. March 8th, Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar, 6.30 to 8.30. I'm going to get there a little early and talk markets, specifically these markets. You can sign up for the event at Rob Black Show, robblackshow.com. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Uh-huh. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Little Regina Specter. I think we've gone too far in our society. Sony is apologizing now after Peter Rabbit movie exploits a food allergy. Oh... Really? Can't writers can't writers just do their thing without upsetting someone? And do we all have to get upset about something? I, I know you're allowed to say I don't like it and I'm voting with my dollars and I get it. But there's an article today in the New York Times about a, a guy's son who, who loves Peter Rabbit and he's suing Sony because there's a food allergy mentioned in it. But if you get offended, that's the way the cookie crumbles. No. <laughs> A human character in the movie is allergic to blackberries. In a quest to gain access to his gardens, rabbit pelted him with fruits and vegetables before using a slingshot to send a blackberry flying into his mouth. It works. He struggles to inject himself with an EpiPen. And people are using quotes like, I'm sure Beatrix Potter would be turning in her grave about now. (sighs) Okay. Let's just watch old Roadrunner cartoons. Those, Those didn't mess with our minds too much, did they? Roadrunner. I just wanted the Roadrunner to once, once get caught by the coyote. I I had a lot of compassion as a kid. I had a lot of compassion as a kid. And then you get into that even crazier scenario of Sylvester the Cat and Tweety Bird. I just wanted him to like eat the bird once. Stop dropping frying pans and anvils on the on the, the cat's head. Just be eaten on occasion. And those kids with trick cereal? Do we teach our kids to be cruel or what? And I turned out okay. <laughs> right? I turned out fine. That's right, Jack. I'm good. I'm good. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. U.S. 10-year Treasury yield climbs back to a four-year high. And the market's up. It was up a little bit more earlier. But it's worthy of note that I think we're going to be watching that 10-year Treasury. And we all know that the market's corrected in February. We were due for a pullback. And we all know, woo, is it over? I hope not. Um, if we could get volatile and you know bounce around for a while, I like it. It's like turbulence on a plane. It's kind of an entertaining I love it, ride. I love it, I love it. 
some people don't like turbulence. I'm fine unless I see the engine get ripped off and I'm like, um, okay, can we land right now? Uh, like now? So, robots clicking on online ads. Still a big concern. Fake clicks on online advertising is a big waste of money. So says the chairman of Publicis, big media company. Facebook and Twitter have been criticized in the past for not dealing with these issues. A lot needs to be done. The French company is one of the world's largest advertising firms. The fact that there's still some robots that are clicking instead of uh, some individuals, it's a big concern. Because it's a big waste of money for their clients. Tech giants have been criticized in the past for not dealing with these issues. Last year, a study claimed that as many as 48 million Twitter accounts were actually bots. Wow. They don't even have that many accounts, and 48 million of them are robots? Another study alleged that Facebook inflated the numbers of people that its ads reach. I believe all of this. Here's a question for you. I heard an analyst speak the other day, and he spoke about charging for Facebook. He thinks it would become super powerful, strip out the ads and charge for it, or introduce a premium version right now. Interesting, no? Do you like my hat? No, I do not like your hat. So, stocks open much higher, and they've pulled back from their open. And what should you do if you're an investor? Well, I, I say first and foremost, don't panic. Come up with a list of stocks that might be Teflon to inflation. It's out there. Um, typical correction takes 70 trading days to go from trough um, to basically bottom and, and, and put it in. So it takes 70 days to hit the bottom, and it takes about 88 days, 88 days to recover, typically. Now, that's a typical correction. I'm pretty sure we didn't have a typical correction. We had a, a, a brutally violent week tied towards some unwinding of some volatility. An investor who bought the S&P 500 10% below its peak without waiting for a bottom would have experienced positive 3, 6, 12 month returns and 75% of corrections. So corrections aren't a bad thing. So you're looking for sectors right now that have low labor costs. So Because we're worried about inflation. Um, you may look at a company like Netflix or John Deere. Uh, Citigroup or Google Alphabet. Molson Coors Brewing. Oh, boy. I had to wash my car this weekend and found an old case of Coors Light laying around. I'm like, I'm going to wash my car with Coors Light. It's just like water. Just like water, but it has a, a foamy, frothy head. I know. You're saying, I drink Coors Light. Don't you say nothing bad about my beer? So the Olympics... The only big story that I see right now is that wind is evil. North Korea and South Korea are using the Olympics as a time to work together. And that's not really pro-Trump as far as Trump wants to rule with a fist. So people are backing off and saying, okay, okay, we'll let you guys talk. We saw a 17-year-old win gold. Snowboarding. Snowboarding! This wasn't even a sport 20 years ago, was it? Woohoo! Maybe some Canadians had some Coors Light. Well, actually, they're probably drinking Molson. Then hey, you see figure skater. Ah, you hoser. <laughs> thank you. Figure skater Mirai Nagasu. She made skating history by becoming the first American woman to land the triple axel jump at the Olympics. She was fantastic. 
It's fiendishly difficult jump to accomplish. And she did it. I gotta admit, I gotta admit, I almost want the people who are announcing the figure skating to come announce, like, my day, just to walk behind me. It's a magnificent turn! He's sitting down in his, he's turned his computer on! Magnificent! Look at his costume of blue jeans and a hoodie! And now he's got a jacket on, and a shirt! Brilliant! Brilliant! And I'd, be, I'd act all overjoyed just by hitting the, the elevator button. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. <laughs> there, there is drama in the Olympics, isn't there? Oh, NBC, Comcast Universal, has a huge bet that we're actually watching for the next six or seven years. That ain't good. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Big event coming up March 8th. In Foster City, it's a wealth and income retirement planning. You can sign up at Roblox Show. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So this is an interesting classification of music. It's called Funeral Pop. I think it represents the Millennials really well. This is the band called the Strumbellas. Their future does not look good. Why? I don't think you're getting as much money as you think in retirement from the government, and I think it's going to become less. Two reasons why. We as a nation spend more than we collect across the board, and we as a nation don't save as much as we should as consumers across the board. There's a lot of common misunderstandings. A lot of people overestimate how much you'll collect in Social Security income. It's common because, you know, as a nation, we're all very, very, very different. Uh, less than 10% of American adults know how much Social Security or how to calculate Social Security benefits or how much they're going to get. It's really easy. Go to SSA.gov and you'll figure out how much you're projected. Social Security is designed to replace 40% of the average retiree's pre-retirement income. The way Social Security calculates benefits actually leaves many, like, scratching their head. Um, you're going to probably get somewhere between $895 to $1,400 a month. Um, not much. So, even if you qualify for the max benefits, I think it's fair to say that Medicare, Medicaid, Medi-Cal, government services that we have to pay for in retirement um gonna nom, 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 nom. they're gonna it's gonna cookie monster you remember when cookie monster ate it was so adorable nom, 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 cookie um i think inflation's gonna eat at which is there for inflation and most people don't understand if you take your retirement benefits as early as possible you're gonna get less than if you take them when you're supposed to versus when you could actually stay around a little longer in the workforce or the world and get a bigger benefit. Full retirement age is 66 years and four months. It's going to increase by two months per year until it reaches 67 for people born in or after 1960. If you claim benefits before reaching full retirement age, then you'll get less than your full retirement age. It's confusing, right? There's credits, there's average work years, there's, it's, it's complex. But let's say you get 1400 um, a month. You're going to get taxed on that. Some states are much more generous than others. 
So you may have to say, I don't want to live in this state. I want to live in that state. So Social Security, if that's a big part of your retirement, you have got to maximize it as much as you can. And you've got to figure out what state to live in. And that may mean leaving the Bay Area. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but it may mean that. Because to me, Social Security is a big, big, big problem because of what we're seeing in the White House. And I know you're saying, what are we seeing in the White House? I'll tell you. Um, I think we're going to see hikes in basically everything in our life. U.S. President Donald Trump is rolling out the infrastructure plan that involves using $200 billion in federal funds to try to stimulate $1.5 trillion in infrastructure improvement. It already faces significant hurdles in Congress because it does not offer as much new federal funding as Democrats want, nor does it directly address how to pay for the effort. Um, government's saying we'll throw in $200 billion. But where does the extra $1.3 billion come from? For roads, bridges, highways, and other infrastructure. Instead of driving Highway 101, you might be driving Highway Facebook. Facebook 101. If they'll pay for it. Um, one of the ways that Trump's going to get it done is going to cut down on the regulatory burdens. Now, some of the regulatory burdens are great. Some of them are awful. It shouldn't take 15 years to build an airport like it did in Seattle, Tacoma, to add a runway. Um, it should take two. But, you know, we have to do studies on the, you know, the Bolivian flea. Are we going to be putting him out of a habitat? If you're on the right, you say, put the flea out of, move the flea, move the flea to Brooklyn. He'll, he'll thrive there, kind of thing. Uh, so the White House has, you know, started, you know, sending out trial balloons on this. The White House proposal is going to offer $100 billion in incentives to state and local governments. It's going to propose a smaller percentage of matching funds than the federal government has typically offered. The extra $100 billion is going to come from $50 billion for rural project grants distributed to all states, $30 billion for government financing of projects, and $20 billion for transformative projects or new ideas. I think you'll see a gasoline tax for the roads, a higher gasoline tax on the federal government side. That's got a lot of people up in arms, right? Throw your arms up in the air like you don't care. Um, sad news. Victoria Beckham. Spice has said no reunion for the Spice Girls. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. No. Has that been used in every bad movie where yep. non-hip 40-year-old people, typically married, try to show their kids how cool they once were? <sighs> don't need it. Don't need it. Don't need it. Don't need it. Don't want it. 800-516-1220. OPEC is hiking its 2018 forecast for oil supply. They're saying the U.S. is flooding the market. Nest founder, co-founder, Tony Fidel, is saying that Google botched the Nest integration after buying it. That's pretty interesting. Uh, don't let the door hit yourself on the way about, out, right? Whoops, door hit me. Former CEO Tony Fidel says that while Nest was held up as the poster child for Alphabet separating, it was undoing the thing that was most essential for both companies, figure out how to make them work together. Google bought Nest for $3.2 billion in early 2014, less than two years before it blew up its corporate structure and started becoming Alphabet. Alphabet was, uh, Google could do the search and ad part of the reporting on the financials and super profitable, but these other bets would uh, start reporting their gains and losses. So uh, Google has folded Nest back into Alphabet. The separation of almost church and state in this case, as far as businesses go, didn't work. Elsewhere in the world of money, 
Um, Bitcoin's higher. There was fears of regulatory um, issues a couple weeks ago at the start of February, and Bitcoin fell, and Mario jumped up and he hit a couple more coins. And Bitcoin's back up to 9,000. Mario. Hashtag not a fan. Don't you hate people who do the hashtag thing? Hashtag. So elsewhere out there, um, a lot of uncertainty. But Disney's doing something that's fantastic. They're raising prices. I know, I know. You're saying that's not fantastic for me. But for shareholders it is because they've been doing it for a long time now. Cisco is a leader today. 29 of the 30 Dow components started the day in positive territory. United Tech was the one laggard, but Nomura upgraded Cisco today to buy from neutral. I went over that upgrade in Stock Talk this morning from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., and uh, good chance you'll hear that again, because so, I thought it was a nice upgrade. But uh, consultant broker advisor figured actually on any stocks mentioned on the show. So the bull market looks safer now. A lot of bull markets have corrections. Um, But again, we're paying attention to the interest rates. If interest rates spike, all bets are off the table. If the 10-year treasury goes to 3, 3.1, 3.2, depending on what time frame, it's less digested and to roll out of bonds into different bonds. Um, It's going to be of note. Oil falls below $60 a barrel today, and that's got the world a little bit freaked out tied towards the supply that's out there. Um, we want to see oil probably 65 maybe 55 low, 65 high range um, minimum. So we want, I know we don't want cheap oil. We don't want it flooded in the world. Um, but... 10-year treasury hits 2.9%. Oh, boy. This could make the rest of the afternoon start getting kind of interesting. Uh, let me see if I see that right now. I just saw that headline cross, and I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, my, 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 Captain. So, oh yep. Oh, my, my, my. So we got that going on. Oh, my, my, my. So, what a voice, huh? Oh, my, Makes my, mind, my. Puts my. Puts mine to shame. So Bitcoin is closing in on that 9,000 level as regulatory concerns have plunged. Um, You know, Bitcoin was plagued by digital currency fear of regulatory after facing weeks of mounting negative headlines from Japan and South Korea. You're starting to see U.S. regulators kind of say, we need some oversight, but we're not proposing any industry-killing measures. It's almost as if they own some. (laughs) So, Right. So bulls are enjoying the momentum on Wall Street right now, taking Friday's up market and running with it. Um, Strength today in energy, materials, and technology, weakness in utilities, real estate, and telco. Utilities, real estate, and telco. Well, utilities and telco are areas you hide in when you're not expecting growth because you need your electricity, you need your water, you need your phones. Um, Real estate tends to to do poorly when interest rates starts to rise. So those three sectors not doing well makes sense today because, again, we're paying attention to the fundamental data and the economic data is positive right now. So maybe a little inflation, but as long as it's just a little, we're pretty comfortable with it. Pay attention to the 10-year treasury. I think that's the story this year so far. And until there's another story, and I'll tell you when that story comes. 
I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Got a big event coming up March 8th in Foster City, 630 to 830, income and retirement and wealth preservation. You can sign up using the code radio25 at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about? Anything on your mind? Feel free to ask. Throw out thoughts, questions. Got some tickets to give away right now. 800-516-1220. Four-pack of tickets to see Santa Clara University's men's basketball versus Loyola Marymount. Thursday, February 22 at 1 p.m. at the Levy Center in Santa Barbara. It is a cool campus. Remember Loyola Marymount with Hank Jumpy Gathers? <laughs> Excuse me. Sneezing earlier and now I'm coughing. Don't get near me, but uh, Santa Clara University, great campus to visit. Great campus to inspire your kids to go. If your kids stay in playing Minecraft all day, if your kids have never kissed a girl or boy, if your kids have never ever done anything other than be fat Oompa Loompas, take them to Santa Clara University men's basketball game. They'll get inspired. This is Loyola Marymount, February 22nd at 1 p.m. It's a Thursday at 1. That seems like an odd time. But that's what it is. At the Levy Center in Santa Clara, it's four packet tickets. Family it was great. Divorced dad, he can take the three kids, two kids and a friend, two kids and a date. Single mom, he can take the two kids and meet college men. I don't know. I don't have answers for you. Four packet tickets to see Santa Clara's University's men basketball versus Loyola Marymount Thursday, February 22nd at 1 p.m. at the Levy Center in Santa Clara. You can find out more by going to calling 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um... 800-516-1220 to win those tickets. And you can find out more about Santa Clara Broncos tickets by jumping online and going to SantaClaraBroncos.com. SantaClaraBroncos.com. Get tickets for upcoming games right there. Right there. So that's what I highly recommend you do. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, let's see what we got as far as other content stories for the morning. Um, it's interesting. Oh, the game's at seven o'clock on Thursday, the 22nd, seven, not one. Uh, there was a typo seven o'clock. So men's basketball versus Loyola Marymount Thursday, February 22nd at 7 PM. I knew that didn't sound quite right. Um, you can get tickets if you want to go, um, Santa Clara Broncos.com or you can win tickets right now. Family four pack call on 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to win said tickets. So onward and upward, shall we? The market opened much, much bigger and it didn't hold those gains. The market was up three hondo points on Friday. That's a big move. U.S. 10-year Treasury yield rebounds. It hits a four-year high above 2.9%, which means if you're watching CNBC, you're going to see a lot of Rick Santelli today. He's one of those people who talks about treasuries and bonds. Um, He's 65-plus years old. Um, I throw that out there because he's good at what he does. He's a little bit on the angry side because he doesn't like irrational markets, and we've kind of been in an irrational market. 
30-year bond rose to its highest level um, since March. 10-year Treasury hits its highest level in four years. It makes borrowing costs higher, and that tends to slow economies. It's also a reflection that the economy is doing well for now. But as you slow, it's a freight train, which reminds me of runaway train never coming back. Um, runaway on a one. Okay, forget it. Um, long story short, I'm paying attention to this tenure. As we move, I hear that train a coming. Little Johnny Cash. Come on, you had to love Johnny Cash. You know Johnny Cash was meant to be Elvis Presley until Elvis Presley came along? And Johnny Cash did not like that, and he did lots of drugs and alcohol. So anyway, um, 10-year treasury is the big story right now. In a normal rotation from bull to bear, you go straight into government bonds, but this is the problem with interest rates going up, 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 up. The economy is strong and inflation is picking up. Government bonds have become not the safest asset class in the public, but toxic waste. You're kind of trapped into equities right now, even though you know they're not a good value. So we pay attention. We, we hear your name. We hear your name. Um, a self-driving truck just drove from Los Angeles to Jacksonville. We are going to see big changes. I went to Minecraft Fair this weekend, and Minecraft Fair is not a good value at 50 bucks. There's a Groupon that you can get 15 bucks off, but it's not a good value. And it tours across the nation, and they bring in the YouTube stars who get on, and they talk about, oh, let's take a look at this new mod. It's a roller coaster mod. And it sounds something like this. It's typically Australian. It goes, oh, it's a roller coaster. Let's go get on the roller coaster. And you see your little Minecraft character run towards it. Kids watch this YouTube channel nonstop of the different performers. I think one of them is named Parker. Um, they've got cute little names like that. I can't come up with any other names right now. <laughs> Please forgive me. Um, and sometimes if there's a boy girl, they'll go, oh, why did you go on the roller coaster with me? And they'll be like, oh, a chicken. Let's go get the chicken. Why did the chicken cross the road? So they'll do color commentary while they're playing. And they kind of show you what's going on there. And then Minecraft loves it because you go out and get a Minecraft subscription or you go get that Minecraft mod. But that just happened. $50 for that. Or you can pay $106 to $120 to go to Disneyland for a day. Um, so throwing that out there. Self-driving truck just drove from Los Angeles to Jacksonville. Embark Trucks completed a coast-to-coast test drive of its self-driving semis. Rather than make its own trucks, Embark integrates autonomous tech into its um, semis. They raised $17.2 million in venture funding from Data Collective and Y Combinator and others. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, invested, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.